Welcome to A Suspension of Disbelief. My name is Cindy Parker. This is the second episode of the podcast that introduces the City Church community to the visual artists within our congregation who are creating original pieces marking the seasons of the liturgical calendar. This week, I'm talking with Caroline DeSanta. Her schedule is enormously busy, but we finally figured out an evening when I could call her at her home to discuss what her art piece for Lent will be like. Caroline, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule because you are a full-time teacher, a full-time mom, a full-time artist. Like, I just get the sense you do everything (laughs) full-time. Yeah, yeah, you've created time for uh, to us to talk. So thank you. Sure, sure. My pleasure. I have a question first just about when you actually knew that art is what you wanted to pursue as a career. Like, did you always just know from the time mm-hmm. you were little or was that something that that came about mm-hmm. later where you were like, oh, my gosh, I am amazingly talented in this field? <laughs> well, I guess my first time I knew where I was supposed to be was when I was in preschool and I sat down at a table to paint. I just painted a cat on a piece of paper. I just knew that I was where I was supposed to be. Wow. Um, I had just like this super comfortable feeling, felt super safe. And I just knew that was something I wanted to keep doing. So, I mean, I think I was kind of like creative when I was a kid and I like to draw like to I remember I like to copy comics and color them in and stuff and then in high school I got I was into art and drawing and painting and took some classes but for a career I guess I was maybe like 15 or 16 I was thinking about you know what would I want to do and I would think of other possibilities and I just realized like I wouldn't be happy unless I was really pursuing art. And I thought, you know, if I pursued some other career, could I like walk into an art store and like look at art supplies without feeling upset? And the answer was no, you know, like I have to do it like to, to feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in in my life. That's art is just like what it was. So, wow. It's amazing that you knew so early on in life. It makes me feel really jealous. (laughs) I've always wanted to like know in my bones what I'm doing. And it sounds like you had that feeling. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, it's not a straightforward path. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there were times where I, I doubted it. And, um, you know, I think that was mainly in my twenties now that I'm like, well, into my late uh, late 30s now, I feel like I'm just like so much more confident about it. Like, like this is what I am supposed to do and I'm so glad I followed it. So for people who are at City Church who are not familiar with your work, if they haven't already seen some of the things that you've produced, could you describe for us what your work is like? Sure. I would say it's pretty mixed media. Um I describe myself as a works on paper artist and I make installations of drawings. Um, so if you were to look at my work, you would probably see gouache, which is like an opaque watercolor. You would see maybe some acrylic paint, drawing materials, 
And often I cut or collage drawings together or weave drawings together. Some of my work has um, fabric in it as well hmm. um, and different, different, all different kinds of paint. Um, I don't really like draw or paint like necessarily images, but I'm interested in color. I'm interested in shapes, um, specifically like cubes and geometric, other ge- geometric shapes. It's like if I Google, uh, Google, if I doodle, I'll often doodle like a giant cube that has, could have like a hundred little cubes in it huh. that goes back in space. Um, and yeah, I'm really into like geometric shapes that are like you can see like in perspective and textures. Um, I'm into weaving and all, for a long time I was drawing grids, which kind of goes back to the cube, always yeah. drawing grids or drawing cubes. And then um, I found out that my somewhere back in my ancestry, my um, ancestors were Huguenots. So Huguenots are textile artists and specifically weavers. So huh. Huh. I thought that was really interesting because yeah. I'm just constantly drawing grids yeah. and realizing that could be like the warp in the weft of the loom. The, th- the, the leap I want to take with my work is that I feel like I want to be making textiles and I don't know, like I've, I've, I've had a loom and I've made like paper weavings like you would fabric and I'm really into that and I think I can still push it further. But part of me wonders if I have to, I have to like invent my own type of weaving. Like if I, if I had a real loom and I was making like weavings with, with actual materials that (laughs) weavers actually use, would I, would I actually like that or is it? that I have to do it in my own way. And oh, I think right. that might be it. Yeah. You know, so I've, I've made like my own types of looms out of, you know, cardboard or all sorts of things. And one of my favorite looms that I'm using right now is actually a, a Melissa and Doug, like a kid's loom. And it's like a perfect size and huh. it does exactly what I want, but it's just a frame for me to wrap. Um, I've been cutting drawings down and making almost like a yarn out of that and like oh. I can wrap that around and then cut other strips of other you know fabric or drawings or paintings and like weave that in and out through so the, are those your own the, drawings the like you're taking a drawing and saying yeah. this isn't a finished yeah. drawing but it's like the raw material for this other different project yes exactly wow. exactly so I have so many drawings that I just kind of I'm constantly making and I just many times I just cut them up and turn them into like you said like the raw material to make you know a textile of my that that was a drawing and then it becomes like a fabric piece I love it I want to see I want to touch something like that (laughs) I want to just see what that is like I'm trying so hard in my head at this moment to figure out what woven paper or woven drawings look like and I can't even yeah. get there <laughs> like I, want to, I feel like I need to see what you're doing it sounds amazing I just don't even know how to visualize that oh thanks yeah, yeah well you can I probably have some of them up on my website that you could see and then some of them I'm still making but yeah I've 
they're the ones that I've made are kind of small. Well, actually, no. I've made some that are pretty big, yeah. but the ones on the loom that I've made are pretty small, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can make them bigger. So it's just about like practice, and yeah. the more I evolve with that process and figuring out like the best way to do it. Yeah. So. Have you always okay? So from the preschool through high school into your artistic career, have you been drawn towards the same kind of? mediums like have you always painted Mm. or always drawn or has that changed as you've developed yeah that's a good question I I think I'm really a drawer um Mm. in uh, undergrad I was a printmaking major and I think printmaking is so much about drawing Mm. um I was did a lot of silk screening and etching and that act you know it's a process but it's a way to process my drawing Um, and kind of expand them um, to like print multiples of an idea and kind of build something up from one unit. Um, And that unit was was something that I would draw. So it it always comes down to drawing for me. Even, you know, I use a lot of gouache or watercolor or sometimes I use markers, but I, even when I'm using paint, Mm -hmm. I'm drawing with it. I'm not I don't feel like I'm painting with it. I feel like I'm drawing with it. Or if I'm covering a surface with paint, I'm, I, I want to stretch it over the surface to change the color oh. or to do something. But I, I definitely think of myself as a drawer and, and not as a, a painter. I think a lot of, I guess, installations of drawings and the drawings are kind of increments that build up into something new every time. Kind of like a writer uses language uses different words or letters in in different arrangements to form a meaning and um in a way my drawings are like that i create a i create drawings and i'll cut them up or change them like weave them together or collage them and then install them in different different configurations to make a new piece you know if i have a plan and i'm going to be going to the studio or something. And if I have a plan, that's often not going to work out. Um, It's often going to be, you know, I'll spend all the time on the drawing or, and then I'll flip it over and I'll be like, actually, that's the part I like more because it was unplanned. So there's a lot of surprise um, in my work. And one of the reasons I work is for that element of surprise. I love that. It. I was going to ask you if you're ever surprised by your final piece. So it sounds like you often yeah. are and that there's delight in yeah, the surprise definitely. element. Everything I draw is abstract. So not even having a plan for what I'm going to draw or paint when I go to the paper. It, it's something that happens very immediately and intuitively. Huh. It goes hand in hand with, with that surprise element. I kind of figure it out as I'm working and uh, I just respond to the material. So the materials really are part of the work. I'm responding to the surface or I'm responding to a color or I'm responding to maybe a mark that was already on the paper and I'm kind of having a conversation with it in some ways. So yeah, surprise in not knowing what I'm going to do when I go in there sometimes the finish work, quote unquote finish, because sometimes I feel like it's never finished. Right. But um, it's always something that kind of comes out in a roundabout way for me. 
it just sounds so delightful. And it also sounds like a very personal and private kind of process that yeah, a lot of people probably really don't see mm-hmm. when they're only looking at mm-hmm. the final product. It's almost a mystery even to me, like mm. what I'm going to do. And um, it's almost like more successful when it is more unknown to me oh. and more of a, a discovery. Okay, so if we were to bring this more contextualized to specifically this particular project that is happening that Bethany and Lisa are organizing, can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about, like, what is your artistic process like when you're approaching a project like this? In this case, I feel like the way I've been working really... um, lends itself well to like a series of of works and I've done projects like this personal projects like this before like in 2018 I um started out the year um making a drawing a day for Hmm. the year um so I did that completed that over the course of that that year sometimes the drawings were really small sometimes they were big some of the drawings took a few days Sometimes I did a couple of drawings a day. That serial quality works well for me. I was immediately drawn to Lent because of that consecutive 40 days and how I thought I could work in that serial quality. Um, And being like, you know, a printmaker in my past and um, a drawer, like my work is very intimate and it's not the same as when you like hang a painting on the wall and it's, that's kind of like an iconic type of work. I feel as if I want the viewer to um, possibly see pages like bleed into each other, you know, like turn Mm. a page in a book and see how time kind of bleeds into itself and leads into the next section. So I was thinking about a book um, because my daughter and I have um, a bunch of sketchbooks at home that we'll draw in after school and uh, we'll use markers or paint. And I love the way um, sometimes the paper is kind of transparent and you can see like something will bleed through and then you turn it over and you can draw on the other side and then that bleeds you to the previous side and right. how it all kind of becomes like this mishmash of, of um, marks and shapes and colors. And to me, that's like how time works you know like you move through through a day or through years and you know the things that happen are coming with you and you can look back and see like things that happened in the past in your mind and like think about the future and be in the present at the same time kind of like you're looking at the pages of a book so to me that I'm excited about that that process and it feels like something that is very natural to me and like something that will unfold very intuitively. So I feel like this is, I, th- I think it'll fit well with my, my regular practice. Is this something the congregation is going to be able to interact with and how will that happen? I'm going to have the, um, the drawings that I'm doing there uh, for everyone to, to see or like on Sunday you know, mornings? Yeah. Okay. So that people can see the col- the collection 
I'm thinking of a book, but you know, it could also be a, just a collection that you that you pull out of a box, or for huh. example, and and look turn over. So it's like these pages or drawings as like intimate objects that can be examined and held, yeah, and turned or turned over. And so it'll be something that you know continually unfolds over that those forty days. So you'll see, you know, in the first week the drawings that I've done, and then by the end they'll all be there for wow. for you to to see and examine. So it could be really fun for people. I mean, I'm thinking myself, I'm not, I don't consider myself super artistic, uh, but I love the people in my life who are artistic. (laughs) Sometimes I just need an invitation to kind of figure out how to like interact with their art. But so I, I almost feel myself excited to see what you're going to do. And I feel like I'm almost invited to find threads of conversation in your work, like in terms mm-hmm. of like yeah. if I'm seeing repeated patterns or repeated colors. Mm-hmm. Am I mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. along the right lines? Totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah. For me, like when I'm drawing, I'm just making it and you know, I'm thinking about whatever is in in my mind um, while I'm making the work and I'm thinking about the shapes, I'm thinking about the forms, thinking about the texture, I'm thinking about all the formal elements. Um, I'm aware that like other people are probably going to see things or have interpretations of what I'm doing. And, you know, I totally welcome that. Like I'm always interested in what other people see in it and also... Mm. I think other people have a lot of insight into what I do and kind of, you know, there's been times where another artist has said, you know, made a connection and I'm like, that's exactly right. I didn't think of it like that, but that is totally it, you know, Hmm. and I need those, I need those other insights into what I'm doing to kind of help me make sense of it, you know? That's so nice. I feel like you just gave us the freedom to... Like yeah. not have to approach something as that's right, that's wrong, but to kind of come totally. at it and go, oh, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. This is what yeah. your work makes me think of. Definitely. And I think that's how everyone should approach like all art, you know, like it's, it really is, you know, for you to look into and for you to see what, what's evoked for you. And it's not, this is a right or wrong response to this work of art. Um, hmm. see so many things in an image or in a texture in a you know a pattern and it's it's like you're the person who knows if that's right or wrong or knows what rings true to you and yeah. I think we can all learn from everybody's interpretations of art after talking to you I feel so excited to see oh, so the progression <laughs> I think yeah. I don't know. I've, I just feel this immense sense of gratitude that you're going to let us in on this process. Oh, and I think part of what it does is what Lent does, which makes mm-hmm. us slow down and be mindful of the days, yeah. you know, and we're, totally, we're totally. just so programmed in our modern society to hurry up and rush to big event, to big event, to big event. And yeah. I think yeah. this piece in particular is an invitation to slow down and to celebrate the small steps and the journey. And it, mm-hmm. I, it, in my head, and I could be just making things up, but it seems to celebrate the 
the journey that is producing an end product that is so much bigger than just Mm -hmm. a thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it really is about like the whole thing together. And, you know, one of the parts, you know, somebody might say, Oh, I like that, whatever. But to me, it would feel so small compared, you know, Mm. it would feel like it was totally isolated because, you know, I want to see everything together and see how, how all of those small units create something so much bigger. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's really what it's about for me. Will you begin this process on Ash Wednesday? And so will they see something the following Sunday or like, what's the timing part like? I think I'm going to begin it on Ash Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's when Lent officially begins. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to begin it on Ash Wednesday. So yeah, there will be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There will be possibly five drawings there. The first Sunday. Yeah. So Caroline, if anyone wants to follow you and actually see maybe some of these projects you've been talking about, is there a way for them to follow your art or do you have a website or an Instagram account? Yeah, sure. I have a website. Um, my website is www.carolinesanta.com and I have, you know, um, images of my work there. And then I update it, you know, a couple times a year with, with new images. And um, on Instagram, I'm my handle is um, Caroline San, S-A-N, 82. And I do post lots of, lots and lots of different stuff, but some of my work in progress or, you know, finished work is on there too. Thank you so much just for letting me invade an incredibly busy day, night for you. Thank you you so much for... (laughs) for your time and asking such great questions. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do. And I just appreciate you opening the door a little bit in towards like what the secret process of the artist is like. And I (laughs) hope it allows people in our congregation to just fully engage your work. So thank you so much for all you do and all you're getting ready to do for us. It's such a gift to all of us. Oh, so thank pleasure. you so much. Thank you so much for, for that. Thank you. You're welcome. This program is made possible through a vital worship grant from the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with funds provided by the Lilly Endowment Incorporated. The music is titled As by Fire Between Walls by Joshua Stamper and commissioned by the City Church Philadelphia. And thank you to Christopher McDonald for his production help. And of course, thanks to Bethany and Lisa for all their work on this vital worship grant. Don't forget to let them know how you are interacting with and responding to the art installations at City Church. Our next episode will be towards the end of Lent as we look forward to Good Friday and Easter. Thank you for listening. See you next time.